0: there it is I see it now okay
1: cool uh, so hi this is Helen Reed, and I am here today with Brooke Kaelin. Um we just had a little technical hit and I forgot to press the record button and Brooke was like in the middle of this amazing story so <laughs> now we're gonna take two <laughs> um, but Brooke is um, someone who I have connected with on the on Facebook and I I just see her profile and it just like oozes pleasure and sexuality and just like in the body yumminess oh. um, and so yeah I reached out to her to, um, to join me for one of these Evolving Orgasm series um, episodes and I'm really happy to have you here so welcome
0: yay thank you <laughs> it's always nice to hear like that reflection back to me because it's like i've been hearing that all my life you know um i was just remembering there was a moment where i was like at a coffee shop this was like 2002 maybe so like 20 years ago um and this this guy that i knew who's a friend of mine wrote a poem about me called walking sex he was just like you're you're just walking sex you're just walking around and you have this like sexual energy that you're just like you know radiating and oozing all the time and I was like at the time I didn't really get it and so like it's hard to like understand how people see you.
1: Yeah.
0: It's it's, I mean it's been a theme since I was younger. Um anyway I don't know why that came up but it did. But thank you for having me.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um so I was what I was saying was that we when I first connected with Brooke and asked her to come and, um and have this conversation. Um, she shared with me this story and then wrote a Facebook post about it, um, which was it just blew my mind. And I was like, oh, wow, I was thinking about, you know, people sharing their stories about evolving into cervical orgasms because that's where I am. And then she's like. Taking this whole orgasm thing to a whole new level, and I was like, "Oh, this is very cool." Next level orgasm. <laughs> like
0: but it. nobody's talking about that, are they?
1: No, and this is this is also something where you know people talk about evolution over a lifetime, and 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 this is like when I realized that I get to evolve sexually over a lifetime, like my experience of my sexuality and the way that I experience orgasms and pleasure in my body get to it gets to also evolve over my lifetime. I was like, oh, you know, I just had like, ob- obviously that's true, but it's like, oh, that when it lands, it's like, that's like, mm-hmm. I, I kind of can't comprehend where it's gonna go.
0: Yeah, it's like, it's like evolution and involution at the same time.
1: Mm, what do you, I would love, this sounds like, very interesting what do you mean by <laughs> involution
0: <laughs> like in like internal evolving like there's mm. like when i think about evolution it's, it's the way that we're outwardly living but oh. like that we're choosing and just deciding and creating and relating and loving and you know having sex or whatever and then involution is sort of like this like whole other like, i imagine like if you, you know you have like a like a wormhole or like a black hole in space or whatever that like everything's being sucked in and then i would imagine that it just pops out into some of the universe so it's like this like sort of infinity loop where it's like mm. there's the things that are happening that are kind of exploding outwardly yeah yeah and there's the things that are happening that are exploding inwardly
1: <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah i love that and and then it so is there like a, because when you say that my my feeling is that you go like, my experience of it I guess is I go, into the like inward explosion and then, it kind of, from there goes, out and and then starts to affect like my outward reality. But maybe that's not, how you experience it.
0: Hmm. You know, they're so new to me, so. Um, the post that you're talking about is like, it was a completely internal orgasm. Do you want to just like go into it? <laughs> yeah. 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 Let's, <laughs> let's hear about it. For everyone who's listening, the post she's talking about, I, I had, this was the first time i would had it, but I had, it was about two months ago. I had a completely internal orgasm without any simulation whatsoever. Like I wasn't using my hands. There was no vibrator. There was no man. There was no nothing. It was just my body having a very, a very like complete internal appreciation of a moment um, that felt like like combustible joy but it was all internal at first and then eventually it sort of like merged with like what I was doing in the moment and like became this sort of like synergistic internal and external orgasm at the same time. It was really delightful. <laughs> I mean, it it was, it was lovely. It was like very playful and like interesting. And I, um, before like we had accidentally not hit record the first time What I was sharing was that um for like a month or so before this wild internal orgasm, I was like playing around with my energy and like, A lot of people use the term like kink play or like edge play or whatever, which I love. And also what I've been playing around with is just like pure energy of emotion. So it's sort of like energy play or like emotion play, but not outwardly. So I was like opening up all this space to like explore like, well, what if I don't let my rage out? What if I don't vocalize anything? What if I just let it swim around in my body? And not like in a repressive way. But like as a fully accepting, enjoying and appreciating it way. And the real reason why I was doing this was because I am, you know, in a womb choice relationship or have a womb choice relationship, which if anybody understands that dynamic, they're one of the most challenging relationships, like possible. Um, It typically looks like women being in relationship with a wild man. So like, I have to explore ways to like, handle emotions that are very intense without a lot of help from him. (laughs) To put it mildly so i've been i was like exploring ways like okay well how can i how can i experience these these emotions without projecting onto him and loving myself and still loving him at the same time and the only way that i could really find that was an internal enjoyment because he's he's like living out of town right now so like a lot of times, like, I just can't, we're not seeing each other. And there are all these like intense emotions going on with nowhere to go. Hmm. So I was like, well, what if I just feel them? I'm getting emotional talking about this. But like, when I say feel them, I don't mean just like Feel your emotions. I mean, like, what if I open up a whole fucking cavern in my body and like really feel them and like let the energy bounce around inside of my flesh and like let the energy bounce around inside of me. And what if I can enjoy these emotions that are otherwise described as painful? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can really enjoy this like can I is it possible like people talk about it Mm. so there was this one night before the internal orgasm I had an emotional orgasm I was in my bed and I was letting myself experience a lot of pain and, and anger and like desperation for him longing for him And I let my body just feel the emotions really deeply, like primally feel them. And what happened was I started laughing because I was like, wow, this feels really incredible. Like who knew, who knew frustration and anger could feel like making me laugh at some point. And the reason I was laughing was because I was so surprised at like how these this energy was completely enjoyable I just let it be energy. Mm. Like when I took all the attachment of like what the emotion meant or like, you know, the story about it, I was like, oh my God, this is just really fun energy to play with. And so then it was like swirling and bursting and swelling and Subsiding and moving, and I was like, Oh my god, I'm gonna have an orgasm! Wow, so I had this emotional orgasm. Um, and then I was like, I wonder if I can like amplify this. So then I started like stimulating myself, and then it was just like this wild ride. Mm-hmm. And I would like hold the energy, you know, how you can kind of like um I don't even know what the word is contract the whole body and hold the energy
1: yeah yeah
0: kind of like contract your um uh perineum or whatever and kind of push and push and like pull up and pull up and pull it up so I was playing around with all this stuff and I was like dear god like (laughs) um so I had this emotional orgasm internally at first and then I played with it and made it an external internal orgasm and then I was like churning it and pulling it and churning it and pulling it all the way at my body again i mean it was wild i'm really glad we're talking about that i feel like people probably don't talk about this let alone know about it yeah that was my that was the lead up okay this emotional orgasm um that was fucking fantastic can i am i allowed to say that word on here yeah 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 <laughs> uh, so I'm getting like worked up talking about it. Let me uh, let me breathe. For a second. <laughs> um, okay, and so then, like you know, I don't know. It was like a random Monday or Tuesday night, and I decided that I wanted to just like do a ceremony for myself. So, and when I say ceremony, like my ceremonies are very spontaneous. So sometimes it's walking, sometimes it's like lighting fire, sometimes it's meditating, sometimes it's dancing—like it's just whatever my body requires in the moment. Hmm. So it was like midnight on like a Monday or Tuesday. I was in my pajamas, and I said, "Like, okay, body, like, what do you want to do tonight? Like, I feel like we want to do something. Like, what do you want to do?" Um, and the answer that I got—I speak to my body like I would speak to someone else, like a like a friend, um, and hmm. she just lay down let's just like lay down and adjust so i have a meditation room in my apartment um so it's very sweet and pretty it's got like netting and lots of plants and flowers and candles and yeah it's beautiful (laughs) um i laid myself down nothing special no music um and i just was like okay body like just let me know what you want and then the micro adjustments started happening. Um, so when I say micro adjustments, I mean like imperceptible to anybody else who might've been watching, there was nobody watching, but if you had been watching, you would have just seen a woman on the floor appearing to not move. Hmm. But my Shoulders started doing these like little tiny circles, just kind of like relieving and like unwinding tension, but like in a very tiny, nuanced way um and like the message that I kept getting from my body was like we're just gonna unwind there's like little places in you that need to be unwound mm-hmm. so my shoulders were unwinding very minusculely and then my wrists started doing these like tiny little circles too so my arms had been unwinding my hands were unwinding at some point I remember my pelvis like, very subtly starting to rock, kind of like, mm-hmm. up, down and back and forth. So like my sacrum was unwinding, my pelvis was unwinding. Um, and I think it moved all the way into my ankles at, at some point. And so it, it felt very similar to cranial sacral th- therapy, which I used to do that. I, I started my my business a long time ago, I was doing energy work and cranial sacral therapy. So it felt very similar to that. But even more subtle. Mm. So there I am on the floor, just in a very relaxed state, my body had like made adjustments for itself to like unwind any tension that I've been carrying. And then I think I did, excuse me. My throat always clears in, in like moments when I'm holding something there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so then I think I, I started listening to a, a meditation that was all about like receiving like, from the deep feminine current. Um, and this meditation sh- strikes me as different because at one point you're asked to kind of like, you know, when you close your eyes, it's black, obviously there's blackness
1: mm-hmm.
0: and for most well no for all of my life up until a month ago two months ago whenever I'd closed my eyes in a meditation there was always a very subtle part of me and I think people relate that was like reaching like my energy was in the front of my body
1: hmm.
0: right so like most of the things that are doing perceiving work for us are on the front of our body like our eyes front nose, front, mouth, front, ears, facing front, right? Yeah. But most of our senses are facing front. So there's like a subtle lean of your energy, right? Into the Mm -hmm. front part of your body. So I noticed like even when I was closing my eyes to meditate, there was just the subtlest lean forward in my body. And I was like, what if I stop that? And what if I just let all my energy fill my whole body? Mm. Like to the back body? What if I let my energy drop from leaning into my sensor, my sensory organs, into the back of my neck, into the back of my and then I was like, am I reaching in my lower body? And of course we are, because like you know, we, we interact with people front to front. Yeah. You know, so our energy is just accustomed to like a subtle lean into the front of the body, but then we sort of like abandon our back body. Yeah. Right. Hmm. So I was like, let me just let my energy fill my back body, and then in the meditation, it was like, let the deep black void pour into you. Right. It was new for me because I was like, "Wow!" Whenever I've closed my eyes to meditate, I didn't know, but there was a lean forward I was doing purely because of the way that we're physiologically built. Mm -hmm. There's no fault. It's just the way that we're built. So then I was like, "Okay, if I'm if I drop into the back body." And then if I'm letting the darkness pour into me, I was like, what the F? Because I've never experienced meditation where it just says, just let the black, like, let the void wash into you. It's always imagine this or think about this or envision this, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Reach. Yeah. Yeah. So I was letting the the void pour into me. It's a miraculous experience when you do this meditation this way. Mm-hmm. Like for anybody who's listening, just the next time you meditate, let the void pour into you. It's it's so nourishing. Yeah. So I was like, Whoa, like I was being nourished. <laughs> I like dropped my energy all the way into the back of my body. I was allowing the moment to meet me.
1: Yeah. That's what it feels like it is. Because when you're thinking like the meditations where it's like, yeah, I'm going to envision this or I'm going to have like this agenda basically, yeah. like somehow I'm guiding it. Like, yeah, yeah. i be, yeah, I'm like maybe channeling, guiding it, but it's still, this is like pure, like beingness, isn't it? This mm-hmm. is like pure, ugh, like just like merging with- It's almost like surrender, with- but
0: surrender isn't even the right word it's mm. like it's just funny when you like you realize you know when you like don't know what's been happening your whole life until you experience the opposite and then it's like wow like i've been not even in with any kind of math like nobody does this malicious intent but like i was like wow i've been actively trying to meet my moments my whole life mm even in surrender even in meditation even in quote receiving mode the subtlest lean forward the subtlest desire to create an experience do you know what i mean
1: yeah Is
0: with me trying to meet the moment yeah like the, yeah. S- the subtlest kind of anticipation i'm talking micro anticipation do you know mm-hmm.
1: what I mean? yeah because even, micro- yeah, just, even that little micro like energy that's in the world of energy, that's like, I feel like that can create like a big distortion in the experience.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm having this like really, you know, <sighs> micro changes happening, but, they were really impacting me and like changing the way that I was experiencing the moment in that moment. And so I'm not really sure what happened. There's no formula exactly. Um, But just the state of my body, the openness of my energy, and like, the, the desire to like, let the moment meet me And the desire to stop anticipating and just let myself be poured into Mm. by nothing i was letting nothingness pour into me and it was one of the most nourishing 10 15 minutes of my life just letting nothing nourish me yeah do you know what i mean yeah nothingness pour in and I was like, oh, this is real receiving. Mm. Like it could, when you can learn to, to let nothingness pour into you and feel good and nourished by it, like that's a whole other level of receiving. Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, It when you like, i'm experiencing this more like in my body like as a feeling rather than anything that i'm going to be able to articulate i think very well but um it's like it feels the way that i'm describing it recently is like it feel that kind of um like merging with the void merge like being being in it with it like receiving it is like (laughs) feels like home for me it feels like um and i think a lot of the like on this kind of spiritual journey personal development journey whatever you want to call it um i've done a lot of like learning from male teachers or or women who have learned from male teachers whether it's like um from books or like they've learned from books or you know like a lot of the and even I I really value like, you know, people like Joe Dispenza, I could read his stuff and be like, this is awesome. Like the way that he describes and explains all this stuff, it's really cool. Mm. But I was, re- you know, I remember reading his stuff like five years ago or something and thinking, but where are the women like, and where are the women that are not just like doing their version of this? Like, cause this is amazing and this is valuable, but there is some, there is something which like is is like feels like there's this thread of simplicity to it that is deeply feminine in nature. That that yeah. d- is probably very difficult to express, like we're finding now. But this is like not for me. This isn't there. Like maybe I just haven't, you know, like in the big world, you know, like it doesn't feel like it's come through yet. And this, maybe this is like the time when it starts to to have like a ripple and people can feel that like women especially and women people who identify as women can like feel this it's like
0: mm. uh,
1: yeah yeah maybe i should
0: just teach a whole workshop about it <laughs> yeah um yeah i can feel my uh just as we're talking about it and as i'm like listening to you reflect back to me i can feel my whole power to start to activate so there's like an energetic yumminess to like talking about this but also witnessing how it's like affecting you energetically too Mm. um like i think we could we we could probably just like both be silent for the rest of the podcast and like understand what we're communicating but it's not gonna be helpful for the listeners so Yeah, just like talking about the experience, like my, my belly, I'm noticing is like kind of on fire again about it. Yeah,
1: my belly's on fire and <laughs> I'm.
0: <laughs> belly's on fire. That's actually a good name. Um, do you want me to go on with the story? Does that feel okay? Yeah, yeah. So you,
1: you had been experiencing the void like pouring into oh. you
0: yes <clears throat> so at some point you know i i felt complete like i could feel my energy when you when you notice your energy completely drop into the back of your body it's like uh, this is where word choice gets kind of funny it's like a whole other level of relaxing it's like it's like falling back onto a throne Mm. like being completely supported by this whole other kind of throne almost Mm. and from that state it was just kind of like this was the first time i'd really experienced that so i was like wow this is wild like i feel myself almost like my backbone was being met by a whole other kind of backbone. Like I felt completely supported without doing anything. I felt completely nourished without doing anything. All I was doing was allowing the nothingness to pour into me and micro adjusting my energy and my agenda to like dissolve. Yeah. So I had this experience of like, Oh, this is what it feels like to have the moment meet me. And then I realized, gosh, I wonder how many things I've missed in my life. I'm gonna cry a little bit. Because I've been actively trying to meet the moment instead of letting it find me. Or letting him find me like you know what i'm saying this this is a whole different level of like you don't have to go find love either that's a lean forward it's a trying yeah. at the moment it's like what if you just relax into love finding you yeah love meeting you the man meeting you right Hmm. Consequently, like, I think it was like maybe three weeks after this experience, some I met a man who was like, I've been looking for someone like you. I feel like I manifested you. And that particular experience did not have a future for me. But, like, it was really interesting. I was like, yeah, he was trying to meet me. Yeah. I got met. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, like, yeah. So I'm in this moment meeting me. Where I, like there's no more words. Um and it just felt kind of like this. I don't know if you've been to Ireland, but it felt kind of like this like little magical fairyland opened up inside of me. Mm. And in the air at the same time. Like things started of kind of twinkling. Nice. <laughs> and I opened my eyes because it was like the meditation felt like I was complete. And I opened my eyes, and, and I still allowed the moment to meet me, even with my eyes open. So I was allowing, like, something like the paint, the, the, the neutral beige paint on my wall in that meditation room to meet me. Mm. Like, I was trying very carefully not to look, but to be looked at. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm letting the candles that I lit look at me instead of me looking at them. Nice. <laughs> and then I noticed, I like, opened my eyes and I was like, it felt like I was high, to be honest. It felt mm. like I am taking a bunch of mushrooms or smoked some weed. <laughs> I was totally sober. Okay. This whole time. And I looked at my hands and I was like, it felt like I was tripping. I was like, wow, my hands are so beautiful. Like, like I was letting my hands meet me. I was letting the energy from my hands meet me. I was letting the energy from the candles meet me. I was letting the energy from like whatever was in that room, just meet me. Mm. And I was like, wow, this is trippy. Um, and then I stood up and I moved from the, the carpeted floor in the meditation room to my wood, hardwood floors into the living room. And I'm, I'm not kidding. I was like, it's as if I had never set foot on a hardwood floor before, ever before. It was like I was stepping on a hardwood floor for the first time. Wow! felt my feet be like wow what is this what is this floor and I'm like I've lived in this house for two years mm. everything felt new everything felt fresh like there was a newness and like a novelty to like everything happening in my apartment and then I was like I felt like a child because I was like walking around really slowly like like Wow, my feet feel so incredible on this hardwood floor. And then I was like, wow, my knees feel so incredible as my feet are walking around on this awesome hardwood floor. And then I was just sort of gazing around my apartment like, my apartment's so pretty. Like, <laughs> and then I remember being fascinated in the moment by the granite, the granite countertops. This is where the orgasm starts to happen. Yeah, yeah. This is where it starts getting juicy. I remember being fascinated by the reflection of the granite countertops in my house, which again, had them for two years. The way that they were just sort of glistening against the darkness. Mm. And there was a candle, I think there was like two tea light candles that were on top of the counter. And then I was like fascinated by the, the granite countertops everywhere in my kitchen to the point where I was like, feeling them with my hands like oh these granite countertops and then I was obsessed with like the coolness of the stone on my hands and how like you know how granite kind of like sweats a little bit like when you put mm-hmm. your hands on it it's like sweat there's like yeah. a moisture that happens yeah yeah oh the cool moisture of the granite countertops on my hand like, it was so miraculous and then I even remember like grabbing a luna bar or whatever because i was getting kind of hungry and i eat luna bars every day
1: what a luna, 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 luna bar
0: luna bar it's like a it's like a granola bar kind of oh, okay um, it's like an iced granola bar or whatever hmm. um and i remember being like i'd never tasted this lemon ever before in my life even though i would had this kind of luna bar every day and it was something about like you know the lemon flavor i was like overwhelmed by the lemon flavor again all ordinary things that i experience on a daily basis but something about the the meditation that i done just opened me and then i was like leaning back on the granite countertops and feeling the coolness against my back and then i was just like you know slapping the granite countertops with my hands and feeling how that fell and then at one moment I looked up because the way the tea lights were reflecting up onto the ceiling for whatever reason mesmerized me. And I had like a big bouquet of flowers on the um, kitchen island. And the tea lights were like casting a shadow of the the flower bouquet up onto the ceiling. Hmm. So there's this like sort of miraculous looking shadow on the ceiling. And I was like, I want to touch it. (laughs) Again, totally normal thing. I was like, I need to touch that shadow. I want to put my hands all over it. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So I jumped up onto the kitchen counter to the island. It's one of those big islands in the middle of the room. I jumped onto the, to the island. I put my feet flat on the granite countertops. And then I was like, whoa, my feet on the granite countertops. So I'm standing there with my Luna bar in my left hand, (laughs) like a child. Do you know what I mean? My Luna bar in my left hand, my right hand is totally free. And I'm standing on this granite countertop and I'm looking up at the shadow and my body starts to undulate like there was so much joy and anticipation so i remember how i had eliminated anticipation in that meditation yeah i was like i'm i was letting it happen so i had this Mm -hmm. anticipation of like what's it gonna feel like if i touch the shadow like like it felt really interesting for me to touch the hardwood floor that I've never touched the granite countertops felt like a magical masterpiece like what's it gonna be like if I touch the shadow you know what I mean so I'm standing there and my pelvis is rocking and I'm undulating and I'm letting this emotion churn in my body and I let myself just stand there for a second because I was like I'm about to come like this is an orgasm about to happen so I was like let me just ride this out for a second <laughs> I was like mm. I'm not trying to climax yet like that felt it felt really good so there I am standing in on the kitchen island barefoot undulating about a shadow right yeah. about a shadow as you do yeah as, as one does you know in <laughs> Monday. Um, <laughs> you know, pulsing and undulating and giggling and, you know, circulating. And it's just like this, all this like energy was building and building and building. And then finally I reached my right hand up. <laughs> it's like making me giggle just thinking about it and like conjuring the memory. And then I finally put my hand on the, like, it was like a very cool temperature ceiling. Just the, just, it was like a light, I'm looking at it right now like a light green ceiling with the shadow cast on it and i reached up and i touched the ceiling and i was completely flooded by like i don't even know what that emotion was just giggling giddy fulfilled like almost like cheekiness mm-hmm. you know like it was kind of like this um what's the word not mis- mystery, but like mischief. That's what it was. Yeah, I felt like I was in mischief. Mm. So I'm standing there. And I'm like having these experiences of all these emotions. And then I'm allowing all these emotions, the mischief to run through me the mystery to run through me, the giddiness to run through me, the ordinariness to run through me, the nothingness to run through me. Right? I'm essentially allowing this ordinary moment to pour into me
1: yeah right
0: i just had this like combusting combining giggling joy happen all throughout my body and i was like did i is this an orgasm like i didn't touch myself like how could this be yeah. But it's like the same kind of roaring, moving, pulsing that you would have during an orgasm. I just mm. haven't done anything to stimulate it. Mm. Right. So then I was like, "That I just had an orgasm, but like it was, it was like this giddy orgasm. It was like a pure joy orgasm from wow. nothing, from yeah. ordinary, right?" Um. And then I remember being like, well, shoot, I might as well just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like who has these experiences? So then, you know, I, I remember like I put my hand on my belly and I was like, you know, exploring like what if I'm touching myself? Can I stimulate myself more? And so like I did eventually kind of like, you know, stimulate my clit and like have another orgasm standing there on the ground at, on the granite mm-hmm. kitchen with my lunar bar still in my left hand. <laughs> It was sort of wild, mischievous, like childlike moment. I would imagine it's like the same moment that like I could have had as like a, you know, five-year-old or whatever. Because mm. I, I was masturbating from a very young age, but it was always like, it was like very hush-hush and kind of dirty and like, don't tell anybody and this is bad and wrong. Do you mm. know what I mean? So like, yeah, yeah. I imagine that maybe if I would have had a more, a, a different outlook on myself when I was five, like that. Probably would have been what those orgasms would have been like you know like hair tussled pajamas barefoot with a bar in your hand (laughs) miraculously getting off to nothing
1: yeah right oh I love it it was
0: beautiful and then you know I just sort of stood there on the island after I had like a purely internal orgasm and then another orgasm and I was like I'm just going to chill on top of this counter for a minute. And I just, you know, looked around and like admired my apartment and admired the ordinary things. And, and then just started laughing again. Cause I was like, what, in the? what just happened to me?
1: <laughs>
0: like, mm. Yeah. Um. I mean, and I just sort of like hung out on that energy for like, it lasted for like maybe another 20 or 30 minutes before like my habits kicked back in a little bit but it was a miraculous experience for me. Wow. Wow. It was so fun.
1: Yeah, it sounds very fun.
0: It was so fun. Um, So that was my present story. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then I woke up the next day and I was like, I bet this is important. I have this habit of just like brushing off extraordinary things. I was like, I think this is important. So then I like I'm gonna write a post about it, mm. and I think I even intentionally made the post public. Mm. It was a huge deal for me, too. and so that's how you found me. Mm.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's um. Thank you for sharing. I, I like oh, it. It feels to me like so like it's so simple so delicious so like um like you were kind of like like and and correct me if i'm like interpreting it wrong i don't want to put like words in your mouth but it's like feels like you were kind of receiving your home like for the first time like it was like yeah i'm I've I've been here as like an active participant and now I'm in this like energy where I can like really receive every little inch of my space for the, and like be nourished, really nourished by it, like at a cellular level. Like it just felt like, oh, this is totally orgasmic.
0: <laughs> totally, yeah, it's like micro receiving or something.
1: Mm.
0: And it's allowed me to like, you know, in, in relationships with Wildman, for example, for anybody who's listening, like, there can be times where you're not really, quote, receiving anything like they can be ghosting or disappearing or like out of town or just it's the nature of this dynamic. So like it was kind of motivated by me wanting to, like, continue to be in a loving, receptive state with him, even if I wasn't hearing from him. Mm. So it was like, how can I stay receiving when there appears to be nothing to receive? Mm. right so it kind of stemmed from my desire to explore how do I keep how do I stay in a loving state when it appears as though there's nothing to love like I'm not I'm not giving a text or a phone call or or, you know sex or whatever for a a period of time but I still want to stay in that state Mm. so that's where it was motivated from it was motivated by this relationship and um, this womb choice dynamic that I'm exploring and have been for the past couple of years. But, so like, I love that you said you were receiving your home for the first time because it's allowed me to receive men better too. Mm. It's allowed me to understand like, there's so much to receive even when there appears to be nothing. Yeah,
1: yeah, that and that's like, the most powerful thing that 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 feels that there is to me like Mm -hmm. this when you when you when you strip everything back and you go into the nothingness and you realize how much there is to receive from the nothingness and then you can receive like from anywhere yeah
0: it relieves the pressure and the expectation of needing to have someone do it for us and like Mm -hmm. i'm not saying that like i'm not going to be receiving from a man ever again that's not the point but like it it alleviates because when you're in certain kind of relational dynamics you can put a lot of pressure on it or put a lot of expectation on it um which pushes that away Mm. and i knew that i was doing it but i couldn't understand how to not push away subtly until i was fully understanding like oh i can just receive anytime i want yeah yeah So it's, it's also like this whole other way of relating to people and to men. And, you know, I have a deep appreciation for men and for this man and, you know, men in general, that's something that I've been actively working on for a long time too, because I used to be someone who did not trust men and had lots of bad things to say about men and thought men were the bad guy and thought, you know, all the men in my life were to blame, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And grew up, you know, like that.
1: Yeah. All men are, and-
0: all men are shit. Where are all the good men at? <laughs> men are assholes. <laughs> I don't believe that for a second anymore. Not even mm. a shred of it. Yeah. So like, that's like where all this was motivated by. It was like, how can I deepen my love mm. when it appears that I don't have something, a a stimulation, right? Nothing on the external is stimulating me to deepen my love, but how can I deepen it anyway?
1: Yeah. Yeah. If we all asked ourselves that question every day, like, can you imagine? (laughs) Mm. Well,
0: it's beautiful that that's how it happened too. Like I was not stimulating myself and I was having an explosion of love inside of my body.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, There are so many things in everything that you've shared that I feel like, oh, yeah, this, like, I'm going to see where we go. But <laughs> um, so many threads that I feel like are a whole, like, <laughs> you know, like, book. Oh. Oh, yeah, there's just,
0: like, fractals <laughs> spinning out everywhere.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess one of the, the thing about trusting men, like, that feels like a very, um, for me anyway, anyway, this has been, like really pivotal, because if if I can't trust the masculine, if I can't trust masculine energy, like that's the penetri- penetrative energy. That's like the penetrative, <laughs> yeah. well, that didn't come out. Yeah, right that's, that's the energy that penetrates, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if I really, like, a- and for me, this was a big shift in opening- And by the way, that
0: word used to like trigger me too, penetrate, now I'm just like, penetrate me, like, I don't know if yeah. ever, like, people in the polarity world would like use the word penetration and i'd be like <gasps> mm. oh. but anyway yeah. i love them so.
1: yeah yeah and yeah this and this is like i was very um like closed off to penetration i was like the one penetrating i was the oh, one going out fine. there very actively and you can't have like two people in a relationship penetrating, whether it's like my relationship with my husband or whether it's my relationship with God, the universe. Like, there's only one one side is penetrating, and if you're both trying to, then it's just like clashing all right. the time. Yeah. Um. And it feels like this like two penises butting heads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. And so a lot of this journey for me has been really like like owning that I'm not a man and and really exploring what it means for me in my life to be a woman Mm -hmm. and and to open to this penetration that feels like really scary because it involves like letting go of a whole load of control and um and that's like I couldn't think of anything really and I still can't think of anything scarier like the more I do it the more I'm like terrified because it's there's always another this feels like there's always another layer of um of some, you know, I think, oh yeah, I'm fully surrendered. And then I'm like, of course I'm not. Of course there's of course there's like so many layers. Um so like were there any kind of challenges or like things that like were kind of big obstacles for you in your journey that meant that you that caused you to like go and explore your relationship with men and the masculine and like how did that change how did how did you go from like being triggered by penetration the word penetrate to now
0: you know as you're talking i was noticing like all the fears that i had about trusting men and all the control issues that I had developed because I didn't trust men and I didn't want to open to them or I, or I thought they were bad or I thought they were going to hurt me or whatever. I have been hurt zero. After having decided to surrender and trust men, really, mm-hmm. I've been hurt thousands of times in the act of trying to control it. Mm. And I've never actually said that out loud before. I've never, I've never realized that. Sorry, my cat's having a little (laughs) Um, You okay, baby? Okay. Um, What obstacles did I face? So I, I mean, I could go all the way back and say, you know, my father passed away when I was little. There was a lot of trauma there for me. Um, He had a brain tumor before he died. So there was like a personality shift. He became kind of violent and aggressive before he died. Mm -hmm. There was abandonment when I was a child, both like physically from like the abusive relationship between him and my mom and then them getting separated and divorced and then passing. There was this like sort of like triple abandonment thing that happened for me. Okay that I didn't even understand until, you know, my twenties probably. Hey, London, come here. (sighs) So we're going to hold him. He's being weird. Um, and I didn't really understand until my twenties. And then I had been raped a few times in college. And I had your typical sort of like traumatic experiences. Well, it's a terrible way to say it. Typical, Um, but I had like abandonment from childhood. Um, I had been raped in college, and then out of college also. Um, Had like buried a lot of those memories, and like they didn't resurface until later. So. and I had never really understood how to have a relationship with men, even in high school and college. Like I never had boyfriends. It wasn't because I didn't want boyfriends. It's just for whatever reason, like it appeared as though men didn't want to love me. Mm. But again, that was my blueprint from childhood was like when you have a man literally disappear Yeah, and you're too low seven. So like I didn't understand how to process like daddy's here one moment and then he literally vanishes forever. Hmm. There's a blueprint there that like men vanish out of thin air, which later on turned into men ghost, literally like ghosted me, like would just vanish out of thin air. Right. So I had a lot, I mean, relationships were painful for me. Like a lot of them were excruciatingly awful. And really, I'm 43 and I've probably only experienced one or two men in my life who like really loved me, who poured into me, who like were, were loving me. Right. Um, it it was mostly a lot of like me wondering why they didn't love me, Mm. me wondering what I was doing wrong or why I wasn't pretty enough, or why I wasn't good enough, or why I wasn't smart enough, or what was I doing wrong that these men didn't love me? It was very painful. Like, I mean, 20 years of that, it's very painful. Mm. So I had plenty of evidence to support the men suck theory. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, And I just got to a point, honestly, where I remember thinking like, I knew I had a pattern clearly. And I knew that I was the common denominator in that pattern, but I didn't really understand how to change my pattern. Like I tried therapy. It didn't work. I tried like relationship coaching. Didn't really work. I tried everything, everything under the sun that like one would imagine would help a relationship pattern, none of it worked. And so I was like, I'm doomed, I've got a curse, like what's wrong, like I'm doomed to be alone forever or whatever. And then it was this man, honestly, this womb choice. for anybody who's listening like the wound choice is a very specific relational dynamic that happens um it's not a typical relationship dynamic it can't be treated like a typical relationship dynamic anyway i i because of him and because of all these like projections and feelings and thoughts and like patterns that were coming up as a result of being with him all of my wounds were triggered actively and I could see myself overreacting to things and pushing him away. And at the time I had like, just started to see some people on um, social media talking about womb choice relationships and wild men and all the things and how like, there's nothing wrong with you. Like these, these patterns are there for a reason. And I was like, well, that's a new approach. Because everyone else i've been talking to was like you need to fix the thing in you that's causing the patterns
1: mm-hmm.
0: right and this approach was like there's something wrong with you this is totally normal mm-hmm. this is what happens with your particular dynamics and then i started realizing like oh i have been picking wild men my whole life huh have any of them not been wild not really huh so maybe there's not something wrong with me. Like maybe there's nothing to be fixed. And Mm. I was like, huh, this feels exhilarating. So anyway, like long story short, I just started approaching my pattern with men from a completely different perspective. Mm. And changed the way that I had been relating to them. And changed the way that I felt about them and and saw them and perceived them and like, you know, moved from a woman who was like very like sort of defensive and intellectualized and masculinized, to be honest, right? Mm
1: -hmm. To just
0: like, I adore men today. I really do. Even Mm -hmm. men who are typically labeled as assholes, like I adore them. And it's not like a deluded adorer. It's like I genuinely can find ways to adore them. Mm. And it just, I mean, even saying that out loud, it makes me really happy. Yeah. To be able to get there because it was miserable living the other way. Yeah. It's miserable hating men. It really is. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's miserable being, being scared of them but also longing for their love at the same time like that's a terrible place to be in yeah
1: yeah yeah it is um i'm i i can resonate with like the essence of what you're saying about like finding ways to adore men but i'm i don't feel like i'm like i couldn't i don't think i could say that about all men at this point i can feel like the thread of something deeper but definitely still get like triggered around in mm. different situations um but this it feels like like i my i met my husband when i was a no he was 18 and i was 20 so we were at university and we just met on the first day and then we've kind of grown
0: Aww. up together
1: but it, so it's like a different situation but he went from his mum who mothered him to me who mothered him and so my like experience oh, yeah. is like um you know like i'm i have he instead of being like a the wild man he's like he is kind of like now i'm seeing like his wildness come out but he was um like Always wanting to please me, you know, just like the the typical like mother-son yeah. dynamic. And apart from the bit at the very beginning when it was like it was quite wild, then it went just like, and then we had kids, and then it was just everything was just like, oh, this is like I love you, but this is flat and and not <laughs> like the yeah. yeah. Um, but it's interesting that because he has this like wild side to him, he's never if, even though he's been in this people people pleasing thing he's never like he's gone a completely wild route like he comes from like a very conventional family but he's a DJ and producer and you know he's been warned that he couldn't possibly like make a living from doing something that he loves and so he's always and he's never compromised like he never would go and say okay I'll go and do this for you know to end the money like he he's very so he is wild in in many ways but what I notice is that and now I'm going to like loop back to the bit where you were talking about um, like emotional, like when there's a man with you who can create a situation like the situation or the dynamic between you involves like, very intense emotions in your body. And then when you were talking about like almost playing like ping pong and like kind of playing with this like rage and this anger and this frustration Mm -hmm. like this I resonate with very deeply and and it and I want to talk about it because I I don't hear many people talking about this kind of thing like and and for me it feels like getting like really intimate with the with these energies like really like Close with them, and yeah,
0: that's a good way for it
1: And so then, I always when I think about it like that, and I'm and then I always feel like, well, of course, like if we're on like a a journey where we're we're deepening intimacy in all areas of our lives, then of course we're gonna like start creating deeper intimacy with these energies that and and that that come into our experience, that are part of our experience, that are like part, yeah, that and and what happened to me, I think yeah, like yesterday or the day before, for the first time, it there was like a, like with one, I, I think it was grief, it wasn't like rage or, or anger, but it was like I could feel the, like it almost had like a skin and like I could <laughs> feel the the sensation of like, like touching this emotional energy that was like in my body it was like and it just felt so yeah intimate I can't think of another like a better word to describe it it was like and and I really resonate when you say that it's not like this you can externalize rage and like I definitely sometimes do that and and that like that feels good but then playing with it on on this level when it's like oh yeah like i'm i'm just allowing this and like allowing it to meet me or meeting it or whatever but it's it's like when you strip back all of the stories then it can be playful it can be intimate it can be like all the things and it it feels really important to yeah to talk about it because it's it feels incredibly powerful to me
0: mm. yeah and I, I you know I noticed something too like you know when we're going into like obsession about something or like obsessive thoughts or like oftentimes they can feel like intrusive thoughts to me like ones that I can't stop um what I noticed is that This is going to sound strange. Those, those, like sort of obsession, like obsessive, angry thoughts about a, a person or an experience, like, are actually just like, how do I say this? The byproduct of not experiencing an energy in your emotion fully. Mm-hmm. So, like if I was experiencing like some sort of longing or anger or 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 rage or something internally, and like wasn't fully just like allowing that energy to just like move around like it like basically like that energy when it's not allowed for me and i think for a lot of people for my clients like it will just the energy sort of shoots up into the mind and tries to escape through the mind but it can't like energy can't escape through the mind Mm -hmm. right it's it gets looped So I noticed like, oh my God, my obsessive thoughts are just the accidental looped byproduct of energy that's been trapped in my body that can't get out.
1: Mm.
0: So like anything that I was doing to like stop the obsession or stop the thoughts or stop the intrusion or whatever, like none of that was working. What does work is like moving my body or like going to work out or going to the gym, like basic physical activity. But like hard physical activity like not just like a brisk solo walk but like you know squats in the gym or whatever um or like really allowing the the expansion of those feelings and like i'm getting better at like even in moments that used to trigger me even in moments with men that used to like infuriate me even in moments where it would it would i would be justified and reacting i i don't as much yeah nearly as much and it's one thing to say that i don't react outwardly because there's a discipline there to be like oh i'm gonna i'm fucking reacting but don't it doesn't belong to him stop yourself like don't talk about that like that's not for him like your rage is not for him like it's not appropriate to put that on somebody right that's Mm. one thing to like kind of stop the external expression of a thing but it's a completely different to be like yeah that's a little shitty but i'll let it go Mm. but like mean it
1: yeah yeah i find i can't do that unless i've gone through that internal process of like um like playing with the rage or like basically interacting with the rage however it needs to be interacted with or like really?
0: whatever our relationship like baby, is it's and like you have a baby inside of you yeah or a child inside of you it's like how do you want to play today and this is yeah. kind of tension it's like it's like a little attention whore. almost it's like okay rage like how do you want to play today but it's mm. like a lot of people talk about the inner child or whatever and to be honest like that term just was like i did not understand it and i used to be a therapist mm. like i used to work with families and couples and single like i used to work with families as a therapist and like inner child work was just kind of like it was so enigmatic, you know. When I finally started understanding this, like play energy, play, and like playing around, like letting the letting these energies play around and move around in my body, I was like, "Yeah, that's the inner child." Like, "Hey, I need your attention. I want your attention. Knock, knock, knock. Hello, hello. I need your attention." Like, "Mom, mom, 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 mom." <laughs> right. Just give yeah. it a. T- and then it's like thanks okay
1: yeah yeah it just needs yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um and i this is this could feel like very unrelated to having like deeper orgasms but for me this is like the work because this is the stuff that opens like if i open myself to being penetrated by my emotions then i get to be uh, then then everything else ripples like it's there is there is like all the way through my journey that i just see themes like they just unfold like the same themes in every area of my life and this emotional work has been so and continues to be like super central and and i feel like i've said this before but like underneath the cervix there's apparently like a acupressure point which connects with which is um to do with heart opening Mm. yeah i've
0: heard that
1: yeah and so it feels like the heart is such like a scent and i know that you talk about this quite a lot like the heart is such a central part of the like opening like i see it like a rosebud or you know like it and it and i love the there's a song that says something like um a rose blooms when she is ready and not a moment too soon.
0: Mm.
1: And I love that because it's just like. But this this opening, this flower, I feel like is reflected in the, like, the cervix opening. And it's like this is in terms of the internal orgasm that involves penetration at this stage, or maybe not and then goes on to then be on the kitchen counter without penetration. <laughs> this is like. <laughs>
0: yeah i will say there was a there was a, a tremendous amount of like heart opening work that i had been doing for like a year before anything this happened like i was mm-hmm. at, you know noticing the guards that i put up on my heart
1: yeah
0: noticing the armor that was there and noticing all the walls that i built up around love or the walls i built up to protect myself right yeah. uh, and that that work is necessary like I don't believe that you can have you know these these types of orgasms with a closed heart Mm. yeah and for whatever reason that felt important to say like i believe that like when i started doing all this heart opening work like it, it became obvious to me why so many people myself included for years believe that we need like all these you know helpers and therapists and healers and you know massages and you know womb healing and womb work and all the things like when i had a closed heart when my heart was guarded like it essentially keeps trapped emotions trapped so like most of our trapped emotions live in the lower half of our body like beneath the heart and and above the you know sacrum Mm. trapped emotions stored emotions live there and so if your heart valve energetically right is closed if that part of your body is guarded like a wall like a prison like guarded then those emotions the natural state and desire is to move up and through and out the mouth like to be mm-hmm. expressed verbally through the tone of voice right there's a move it move it move it and then it wants to come out as speech or a sound right if the mm-hmm. heart is closed it can't go it can't go that route emotion mm-hmm. can't go that route or they can but because the valve the energetic valve of the heart is so close you're just getting trickles mm-hmm. it to me like this is why and i used to call myself a healer i mean I, I i do healings but i was like this is why we've had a such a huge necessity for healers who assume that you have to like remove or clear or release these emotions by using somebody else to help you. If you have, a, if everyone, if if most humans have a closed heart, the emotions can't be healed in their natural way, which is through the heart and out the throat. Mm. Right? So it created this bypass, like, well, it's like, if I were an emotion living in the body, it's like, well, we're trying to escape, we're trying to get out, we're trying to release, but the, the normal path is closed. So I guess we're just gonna cycle around in here and keep cycling and keep upsetting them and turn into liver liver issues and create a gallbladder problem. Like we have nowhere else to go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So healers have been become accustomed to like I'm going to clear and release your oppressed anger. Let me pull this out for you when if, if you have a closed heart that may be necessary but if your heart is open you have a very natural cleansing system built in yeah it just comes right through
1: yeah 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 it does um,
0: have these like wild orgasmic states with a closed heart It's no no
1: because the emotions
0: kind of- like, be able to like move and change and breathe and bounce like you can't do that with a closed valve in the middle of your body
1: yeah and at the end of the day emotions are energy in motion and orgasm or an orgasm is energy so like mm. the, the whole thing is has to be connected like it's yeah um and what i've noticed now you're talking about sound is like as my orgasms deepen and like evolve the the sounds that come out of my mouth when I'm having these orgasms are like and now I don't hold back I live like in the center of uh, a town in like a small town in the the south of Spain which is like pretty conservative but has its like hippie culture but like it can be like really late at night you know or like well there's restaurants out here and I'm just like doing my thing because it just it doesn't feel I can't do I can't hold it there's I'm not so, in like, control of it my
0: at all. too like one of the guy well the you know the womb choice or whatever um the last time he was over here he was like you your sounds wow like you're so vocal like I love it like I don't know what's happening but like this is a totally different thing it was like I know <laughs> it's yeah. nice but like when you're your body connects to the vote to the voice like that
1: because there's
0: opening that happens and like i'm like the tone of my voice like i can i cannot just play around with the energy but i can play around with the sound of my voice Mm. i can change the tone of my voice if i want like i can (laughs) open it i can make it sound like a baby prostitute like i can play around with these like sounds coming out of me too which is like Really fun, yeah. And you can yeah. kind of like role play, yeah, yeah, you know
1: what I mean, yeah, yeah, fun. I feel I just looked at the time, and I was like, Oh my god, I think we've been like talking for I've been talking about, it like, <laughs> <almost>. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, um, this is so juicy and I could chat for a very long time. Um, we'll have
0: to do another one, mm, yeah, yeah. There are a lot of fractals that were available to talk about.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is there anything as we like reach kind of completion? Is there anything else that you feel like you want to express? Um, Or if and and also um, maybe you could share like where people can find you and.
0: I feel complete for today. I feel like there's always more to talk about. Mm but I do feel complete for today. That was super fun to, like, talk about, by the way. It's, like, nice mm-hmm. to, to have a conversation about it um, that was, like, very thorough. Um, And interestingly enough, like, this whole, like, this whole journey with, like, this man and my experiences and my desire to, like, return to, like, the, my true nature and, like, have these like energetic experiences. And I mean, I've been exploring this for, you know, two decades, but like, it, it's really come to a head. <laughs> it's really come to a head recently. Um, also, like, blowjobs will get a lot better too, as you're likely, like, like, allowing yourself to receive and like enjoy things that was a side note um Mm -hmm. i love talking about doing that uh we could have a whole podcast episode on just blowjobs oh yeah so but like so i have this like framework that i trademarked recently called primal genius which is like you know that's what i'm really excited about now is like your your body already knows like your our body has this capacity and like desire and genius it's always there and it has always been there i just wanted to be tapped into so anyway so a lot of my experiences that i'm doing with clients now are um founded upon the primal genius so mm-hmm. if you want to find me um you can go to my website com and there's a whole segment on primal genius and like activating the primal genius and waking the primal genius and um you know learning to navigate and operate from it which is really exciting for me to do with people um and then instagram if you want to see like i think instagram is a fun way to to get a feel for me too because like you can see the sex in my images like you can see the energy coming out of my images um so my Instagram is Brooke underscore Kaylin. It's very simple. Mm. Um, and, you know, Facebook too. But I think um, if people want to like get a feel for me, Instagram is a really good place. The reels on Instagram are really fun to watch. Mm. Um, and then my website is like where all my offers are. Is yeah. that, I think those are.
1: Perfect, thank you. Thank You're you. welcome. Yeah, the primal, primal genius stuff just, like, looks and feels very, well, resonant with all of this, like, mm-hmm. getting, just being in your body and, like, like you say, like, it's like a remembrance of something that's, like, instinctually there, like, it just isn't, and it's never going to go anywhere. It's just waiting to be met.
0: Yeah, totally. It meets, it met me and I met it kind of mm. And that's when I was, like, the download happened and I was, like, Oh my God, it has a name. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, primal, the word primal kind of gets like a bad rap that, like, you know, it means like aggressive and like, you know, animalistic or whatever. And it's like, I mean, it can be animalistic, but primal is so much deeper than the bad rap that it gets sometimes. So Mm, it feels very. Yeah,
1: to me, it feels like juicy and sexy and. Animalistic too, Mm. but that—that's a good thing, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, um, thank you so much. Thank you for
0: having me. This was great. I really enjoyed talking about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Mm. Um, and hopefully we can talk again soon. A whole episode on blowjobs, I think, would be. Yeah.
0: Down. Sign me up.
1: Yeah. Cool. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Thank you for having me.